What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Good, everybody. Welcome to another SB Nation NFL show. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation, alongside RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and Brandon Lee Gowden from BGN. Congrats, Brandon. Your Eagles remain undefeated on the season. There are 8-0 stats for the first time in franchise history. Um, was it the cleanest game they played this season? It was not, but they're 8-0, so I'll take it. Mm. Good morning, uh, good afternoon, and good night to Chaz McCormick uh, and to the Houston Astros, who took a this three is a football lead podcast. in the World Series. Ah, says the man wearing a Phillies hat. Wow, what a yeah, I'm not what a sad state of affairs. Them. What a sad a state of podcast. affairs. Mm. You know, this is a really special thing for me because the Cowboys and the Eagles play each other twice a year, obviously. So every year I get the like back and forth with Philly fans, but they would never play in the Super Bowl. It's like I get a chance now to beat the city of Philadelphia for a championship. What a moment. What an opportunity. Well, yeah, the Cowboys definitely don't play in the Super Bowl. Haven't been there in a long time. <laughs> Again, you're, you're, you know, whatever. Misinterpreting, you know, the, the, the game. That's fine. Houston Astros, one game away from a World Series title. Before we go any further, I want to remind you that we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you are new to the show, we'll give you our thoughts on Thursday Night Football, and then we will preview every game of the Sunday slate. We'll do our pick three, locks of the week, same game, parlay, all of that stuff. Gentlemen, let's get into Thursday Night Football. This game on paper looked like it was going to be a mismatch. It was not a terrible watch by any stretch of the imagination, especially for a Thursday night game. RJ, I'll start with you. You were kind of dragging the eagles a little bit before we press record you didn't think they well they I, did enough i came in pretty fiery because of the houston astros winning obviously so like again my my spirit against the the, the metropolis of philadelphia is, is charged a little bit more than usual these days um that being said it was a really fun game um it was this was you know for anybody who did watch both at the same time just a really fun kind of sports experience um i agree with brandon was it the cleanest game that the eagles played no but stats you're the person who likes to say a win is a win is a win um the eagles got that dub they got to eight no that's a big deal and i think that's the mark of a, of a really good team honestly if you cannot play a clean game you can find a way to win uh my takeaway my big takeaway is that aj brown is not being talked about enough. He is the most monstrous <laughs> receiver in the NFL stats. I have apologized for my AJ Brown take. I have yet to hear an apology from you, and I have yet to hear the BGN radio listeners demand your apology like they did mine. Uh, but I, I don't mean this as a slight to Devontae Smith, but like AJ Brown has almost made him not matter. Like he, he is so good and so amazing. The Eagles run game is amazing. Um, it's a Thursday night game. Steven made that point, so I don't want to steal it, but um, I think you can expect wonky things to happen. You can expect it to not be a clean game, uh, but the Eagles found a way. Good for them. The only win the city of Philadelphia experienced on Thursday night. The Eagles are 8-0. Um, some of the big you know, highlights from this game, Davon Hargrave is really coming on. Uh, kind of slower start to the year for him. He's been a streaky player, and I wondered if him getting going uh, against the Steelers in week eight was going to be a sign of things to come and sure enough he had three sacks last night and they came in big times too to kind of like force the texans uh into like long situations for punts or, or kill drives or set up the interception by james bradbury at the end of the game so really big game um by javon hargrave um jalen hurts in his return to houston 21 to 27 243 yards averaging nine yards per attempt two touchdowns and 128.9 passer rating did have two fumbles one which the Texans recovered. By the way, crazy that that was the Eagles' first lost fumble of the season. And then the last one at the end of the game, a bit precarious, but Jason Kelsey was there to jump on the ball, very fortunately. And then the Eagles were able to sneak for the win, ultimately, and close it out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the big story in terms of concern 
um, is that the Eagles run defense a little bit shaky, uh, especially in the absence of Jordan Davis. That's a big injury. I don't think that injury is enough to excuse the run defense being as bad as it was, uh, but that's something to watch moving forward. Certainly Damian Pierce is a good player. You have to give him some credit. Yeah. I mean, he had 27 for 139 and just shedding tackles. Um, he, that, that is for all of the bad things going on in Houston in terms of, uh, like not, you know, the football team, not having a lot to look forward to. That is one building block piece. They seem to have right there. I am of course watching this game as somebody that roots and covers for the 49ers. And I'm looking like, all right, the Eagles are really good. They're undefeated. Like what is the, what is the weakness that I could sort of point to as to why if the 49ers had to face this team that they might be able to beat them. And there aren't many. The only thing I can point to, the only saving grace is something that Mina Kimes pointed out yesterday on Twitter. The only sort of black mark against them is that they are allowing almost 2.3 yards after contact per carry, which is worst in the NFL. Now, as a 49er fan, that's good for me, obviously, because my team is all about moving the ball with the you know yards after catch and all that. That's the only thing I can see that might be a problem for the Eagles. Are you worried about that, BLG? I mean, I think the they're they're definitely not a good tackling team. I'm not going to deny that. I think being a poor tackling team might be exacerbated when you're playing on short rest and traveling. So, like, this is not really the the game where the tackling was even going to be at its best. So, I will give them a little bit of grace in that sense. But it's certainly an issue and something they have to clean up. And I don't know how much of it they can versus how much of it these are just the players that they have. Like Chauncey Gardner Johnson had a really important and good pick last night on a uh, uh, which was created by pressure from my guy Brandon Graham, but he also had a a shove on Damian Pierce like in the middle of the field. It almost looked like a play where a defensive back would just try to not tackle a running back but push them out of bounds. Yeah, but he was at like the hash mark to the middle <laughs> of the field. You can't just do that. Like, he's not going to just go down by shoving him. Um, so that's that is a legitimate issue, and I don't really know how much of that can get fixed in season versus this is the players that they have. I have a question, Brandon. Um, well, first, correct me if I'm wrong. The Eagles have a positive turnover differential in every single game this season. Is that correct? Or did I misread? Yes. That? Yeah. Not and to be clear too. Yeah. Not just like neutral at any point, but positive. Right. Yes. Well, cause that, that, that fumble was their third turnover of the season offensively. Right. I mean, so like if you, if that's the case, you're, you're going to win the turnover. And, and if you have a very good defense, you're going to win the turnover differential, obviously mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and so, that's amazing, but that does seem, and I, I'm not like just trying to come poke holes, but that does seem unsustainable. Like sure. I don't, I don't think the Eagles are fluky or lucky, but that seems really, really like this massive aberration. And that's, that's something that we talk about, like in the off season, like, well, we're going to see regression to the mean for that uh, this coming season. Now we're at the halfway point. So it's kind of a weird time to have that conversation, but to Stats's point about like, what's the formula, what's the recipe, it would be like that luck, so to speak, drying up that Jason Kelsey recovery not happening. Because at a certain point, you again, like this is a, a stupid thing to say, I hate putting it in these types of terms. But like, at some point, those breaks don't go your way. At some point, you have a tip ball. At some point, you have the balls just poked loose. At some point, the other team doesn't turn the ball over. I think that would be like a team like the Niners is kind of well equipped to take advantage and swarm around that. Yeah, I mean, I think some of that is there, there's definitely some truth to that. I think Part of it is like the Eagles have playmakers, so they're going to get turnovers to some extent. Like Chauncey Gardner Johnson has a track record of getting his hands on the ball. Like that's just mm, that's what so, he does. So the Eagles are are taking on the Trayvon Diggs identity when all Eagles I fans also said think they were stupid. Hmm. The way the Eagles play, which can be criticized at times for being a little too soft, but it gives their cornerbacks a chance to kind of get their eyes on the ball as opposed to being in press coverage and kind of playing the guy so tight that they don't even know the ball is coming to them. So I think there is some kind of trade off there. I also think Jalen Hurts, for the most part is really good at taking care of the ball. I think that has some that, that's part of that is skill. It's not just it's not like he's um Tua over here. Sorry, Tua. Uh getting uh, <laughs> Oh, like your luck, guy. Wow. Lucky with some dropped interceptions. Well, I think he's better than he was last year, but I can acknowledge too that he has been kind of getting lucky as some quarterbacks do with like dropped interceptions and putting the ball in harm's way and getting away with it. I don't really think that's been the case with him. I don't think Hertz has really been getting away with a lot of drop picks. Um so I think some of that is sustainable, but maybe not to this extent, sure. And I actually thought a big couple big plays in the game last night. So the Eagles do turn the ball over, right? Hurts fumbles. Houston gets it back at their 35 yard line, like chance to take control of the game. And instead Philly's defense is so good. Houston goes nine yards and four plays and has to punt the ball. Meanwhile, on the flip side, 
Houston's hanging tough in the game. All of a sudden, Davis Mills makes a stupid decision to throw the ball late over the middle of the field. Mm. It gets interception. Philly cashes it right in for a touchdown. So, like, you're not turning the ball over, and even when the Eagles do turn it over, it's not hurting them because their defense is so good. Uh, last thing I want to say on this game, uh, yes, the defense certainly stepped up when it counted. Uh, RJ, you talked about, like, A.J. Brown not getting enough credit. Dallas Goddard. I mean, he was the leading receiver sure. in this game. He was targeted nine times, eight receptions, 100 yards, 12.5 a pop, one touchdown. Texans clearly had, like, no answer for him at any point. Um, and I think he's kind of getting overshadowed a bit here. He is incredibly efficient. I want to stress that word because it's not like some of these volume targets, you know, they get like, I don't know, 15 targets again, a game, but they'll have like eight catches, which is still really good. You'll take that. But with him, there's like no wasted targets. If the ball is going his way, it's probably going to be a catch. And he like where a lot of tight ends in the NFL are typically around, let's say like, you know, 11 yards per care or per reception. That's a really good number. He's above that. Like he's, he's kind of a special guy at tight end here. And, uh, you know, we talked about Kelsey and Mark Andrews and George Kittle and all those guys. But, like, Dallas Goddard's really on his way, if not already, on, like in the conversation with those guys as one of the very best tight ends in the NFL. I'm so interested to see, obviously, the Cowboys play the Eagles on Christmas Eve. Um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. But, I mean, like the things we talked about, I think we all somewhat agree that had the Eagles been playing a better team last night, they might've lost, right? Like, you know, the, the turnover, like those things worked against them, like, it, you know, and their defense deserves a lot of credit, obviously, but like the Texans have a very obvious ceiling that's much lower than most teams. Um, but like, that's a talking point that we've talked about the entire, you know, NFC East that we talked about on the mixtape is like, who's, who's on their schedule. Like who, who's going to like, who's the team that can take <laughs> advantage of those sorts of things. Like it obviously, I think anybody's better at it, at it than the Texans, but I mean, th- there's nobody who's a, equipped to do that thing i would argue that the next team on the eagle schedule is the cowboys and so that that is going to be such an interesting game to watch to kind of figure out who these teams are going to be in the playoffs i want to get yeah so let's can we run through that real quick their upcoming games and you each tell me when you think the eagles first loss will be this year i've already said this many times but okay well but you know everyone doesn't not everyone necessarily listens to every show you do rj that would be a shame on them then and i agree for the sake of uh the content that shows that i am also on um but not for the other ones that i'm not on but i want to get stats your take on this too so um commanders week that's that's when the eagles play next on monday night football it's in philly do the eagles win that Uh, game yes yeah i mean okay the Eagles go to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Win. Okay. The Eagles host <laughs> the Packers. No, the, the I mean, Packers are frauds, man. They're, okay. they're frauds, but like I'm forever afraid of them. Like just personally. Okay. So like I, sure. I'm I'm less confident saying that than most Not people. But I'm unique. Is that an Eagles win, yes or no? Yes, that's probably an Eagles win. Yeah. Like I, that's okay. the one I'm least confident in so far. So they're what? Nine and 0, 10 and 0. They're eleven and 0 at this point. Do they beat the Titans in Philly? That's that makes me a little nervous. Okay. They're That's, kind of equipped okay. to do that. Like they're the rough and tough can survive, you know, have success on the ground. Like I'm more, yes. I'm more confident in the Titans this morning than I was Thursday night. If that makes so, sense. I'm not, so I still don't think I, I mean, I don't know. Like prop, I, I don't yes want to know. Yeah. I'll go loss. Okay. Stats thinks they lose to the I, Titans. I'll follow so stats as my leader in all, okay. in all aspects of life. So, I'll so they him. get to what? 11 and one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I mean, why are you laughing? We're not sitting here like what a bunch no, of no one's losers. dragging the Eagles. They're yeah, gonna be the like, number one seed. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just saying like that's crazy. Like that's like they're gonna be like that's a like, crazy thing to think they're just but gonna I do be, think yeah, eleven and I one, think, no big deal. I think a better question is like what teams could have taken advantage like what teams can take advantage when the Eagles don't play this perfect game. The Titans are in that group, like we mentioned. The Bills and Chiefs, obviously. I think the Niners, if this Christian McCaffrey renaissance is real, I think the yeah. Cowboys with their success on the ground and they have a defense that can go shot for shot. Like those are the if teams they give the ball to Tony pollard instead of i mean well yeah but like like other than that like name name a team that i didn't just mention that is equipped to do it may like maybe i know that and the eagles blasted the vikings but like that would be your next choice but like the eagles already had their way with them uh last thing i have in the eagles is a trivia question which team in the nfl is the only team this year to beat teams with at least six wins two teams i mean philadelphia eagles i mean there you go (laughs) But that's a, well, there's okay. a lot of top over <laughs> schedule so easy, and it is, but also like they also were the only team to do that. So. Yeah, but how many teams got the chance to play 
I don't know. I feel and like. that that changes like in a week when the Bills play the Vikings. Like one of them, you know what I'm saying? Like so. Okay, cool. Like hang the banner. The only team in the NFL to beat two teams with six wins. They haven't played anybody. And and a big like like there are so many Eagles fans who are like the Vikings suck, the Cowboys suck, and now you're like using them as these like Wait, mounts ELG. to put up as a as a point of bragging. Who are you arguing? No one is dragging the Eagles. I'm Nobody. not arguing. I'm just seriously saying, like, like I like I, the Philly fans are like <laughs> we, we have to be underdogs. Like oh no, like nobody no, believes that is in not us. What's going nobody on thought here. we I'm could not, come back against the mighty not, Texans. No one is saying that. Literally, no one is saying that. Like I don't, I don't know. I've never heard anybody say the Eagles haven't played anybody. That, that is a sentiment that is out there. Like Emmanuel Acho was just saying that on ESPN the other day. Emmanuel Acho, so like, if, well, but that's see, like, we, your opinion. We do but... this. I'm not saying you're the only person. This like everybody does this. Where like one person says it, and then people extrapolate that to me, and like everybody saying it. Like, do I've seen like, a lot of fan sentiment that out there? Okay, like, like, any, I'm, I'm sure we can find ten thousand people who said it, but that doesn't mean that they represent the like majority. It's as definitely a whole. not a minor talking point. It has been said by people. Oh my god. Oh, Played he's anyone. so he's so like just resilient underdog eagle stats. No one How dare anyone either. doubt them. Let's just let's not get into the. I hate the. We're not getting enough credit. Like it's who cares how much credit that. you get. You, you, you know get you know what it is. Stats? I'm not it's, saying it's, that. Stats, I've thought about this line ever since you said it when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes and you said we don't have to invent reasons why he's great. Like he's already great in and of his own right. And like that's the thing, Brandon is like they're the what like number two team by DVOA. They're the only undefeated team in the I'm NFL. I'm not arguing like, why, with you. Why do we I'm have just, to like I'm gloss just pointing up, out like, facts? I mean, well, they have they have to have the best quarterback. They have to have the best tight end. They have to have like oh, like we're all throwing flowers here. Like what more is what more attention can we give? They're eight no. They're the best team in the NFL right now. I think. You know, I think Rachel nailed this. That's my last question here. You, you really think they're better than the Bills and the Chiefs right now? Yeah, I do. I, I think Rachel nailed this. When you asked her to, or we were picking candy to go with teams for the Halloween show, and she oh, picked Skittles bad. for the oh. Eagles because no matter what comes out of the bag, it's good. And I feel like it's the same thing for Philly. Like, no matter what kind of game they have to play, they can play it. If it's a shootout, they've got the offense. Jalen Hurts can throw the ball down the field to win it. If it's a knockdown drag out game, three yards in a cloud of dust, Philly's got the ground game that they can do. I just feel like they are the most complete team in the league. The haven't they haven't trailed in the second half of a game. They've been up by 12 points at least in every game. So yeah, certainly have things going for them. Uh, I also <laughs> this, will this say is my, okay, the my actual last question. Who's Eagles the best have quarterback close the gap on the Bills in DVOA. Who's the best quarterback? There? I'm genuinely asking. It's not like who's the best quarterback. Or what? Yeah, that, that they, they played. Yeah, is it Kirk Cousins? Because I think it is. So they played. Yeah. I would to say that. Yeah, Goff, Cousins, Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler. Was it Cooper Rush for the Cowboys? Yeah. What do you mean? Was it? You Kenny know, it's burned into your brain. And Davis Mills. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say I would say Kirk. Yeah. That's. I mean, okay. That answers my question. Thank you. Pick one, two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Well, we're going to take a quick break in a minute, but before we do, we're going to do our pick three, which is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Congratulations to you, RJ. You were the only one in week eight to get their lock of the week correct. You had the Niners minus one and a half over the Rams. As it stands right now, BLG six and two, RJ five and three, and me a terrible one, five and two on the year. BLG, you still have honors. Where are you going this week? I am going to go. Um, well, first of all, I'm very disappointed that the Raiders didn't even score a point last week. I just don't <laughs> like they let me down. Uh, that, that was a tough look for them. Um, my lock of the week this week, I'm going to go back to the saints and bet against them once again, back to the uh, Superdome too. And say, yep. The Ravens who are two and a half point favorites. there, are going to win. If Lamar Jackson is as great as a regular season player, which he is uh, and great as a player overall, as we all think he is, uh, then the Ravens should be able to handle this easily. This seems like too low of a line. Really? I know the Ravens just lost, um, uh, Rashad Bateman for the year there. Um, but still, I don't care. They should have enough to get it done. I know the Saints' run defense is good, but I've seen the Saints' run defense go up against some really good running attacks, the Eagles, and still get owned by them. So I think the Ravens have what it takes. They're coming off some extra rest here, having last played on Thursday night football when they beat the Bucks. Uh, so they should be able to get this done. 
and win comfortably. Give me the Ravens two and a half in the Superdome against the Saints. Mm. BLG with a classic emotional hedge. Either I'm right or I get to bag on Lamar Jackson for sucking in the regular <laughs> season. Um, I am going to another bird. Uh, we've talked about the Eagles and I talked about the Ravens. Um, I'm the only person, spoiler alert for Stats' pick here, taking an underdog as my lock of the week. Uh, Brandon, you talked about like, oh, if, if so-and-so is really as great of a quarterback as uh, we think he is, then let's see him play. Let's see Justin Herbert. I don't want to hear about this rib injury. Like, you, you, I, you have a very good point. I think it's time for Lamar. I don't want to hear about this debilitating factor. <laughs> no, but like, if, if it's really that, if he's if he's really that great, like, scheme around it. Like, figure out a way. It's not just scheme Justin around Herbert. around rib injury. Then don't play him. Then don't play if he's If he's I agree. debilitated, then don't play him. But, like, I'm so sick of hearing about the Chargers. Like, I'm done with it. The Chargers Who's are lame. About them? They're, they're not even, like, frauds. Like, they're just boring. They're, they're just, like, posers. Like, the, the okay, cool. They, you know what, Chargers? The, and I actually think this is, like, an immovable object meets an unstoppable force. People like to be, like, the Chargers are charging. The Falcons falcon a lot. And so, like, this is the Chargers against the Falcons. Which one is going to ultimately find a way to outdo the other? And I think it's the Chargers. I don't think – I don't believe in the Chargers whatsoever. The Falcons are three-point dogs. I will totally take that. I like what they have going on. I, I don't think Arthur Smith's getting enough credit. I don't think that, like, he deserves a lot more than he he's getting. <laughs> but, like, I think – I do think that he deserves more um, in a literal sense. I The Falcons are, are kind of surviving in this weird way. Like, I know they traded Calvin Ridley, but – that was a, a tough blow to lose him. He's such a, a, at least was, an amazing offensive player for them. Kyle Pitts is kind of coming alive. I like what the Falcons have going on, and I specifically like it against the Chargers. I like that bet. I just want to point out, the Chargers have three losses on the season. One is to the Chiefs, one is to the Seahawks, and one is to the Jags. So, like, two out of those three teams we think are pretty good, right? But the other one we think is terrible, and they got okay. blasted by them. I mean, All right, like, that's one game. Nah, dude, I'm out. Yeah, and they bit, just, like that that that, that glosses over the fact that they like survived against the Broncos. They, you know, like they should. You can argue both teams should have lost that game. Okay, but if they lost, like we would have ripped them, right? But they didn't no, charge nope, over against they, that they team. Have this, they like, found a way. Protection. Nobody wants to rip the Chargers or Brandon Staley. I agree that Justin Herbert is like the least rippable like part of that team. But nobody wants to ever say anything bad about them because they're, the, they're the Chargers. The uniforms are so cool. Powder blue uniforms suck. Look at the Phillies in Game Five. I mean, the Chargers clearly have the best uniforms in the league, but whatever. Uh, my lock of the week. Look, I am flailing here. Last week, I picked a random game because I was so bad. I still couldn't even get that one right. Now I'm just trying to go for low-hanging fruit. And I'm going to go to Miami to take the mm. Dolphins minus five. Technically, the game's in Chicago, but I'm going to take the Dolphins minus five. I am not buying into this whole, look out, here comes Justin Fields thing. Like, <laughs> sorry, I'm still not there. And Miami's offense looks to be rolling. Tyree Kill is freaking unstoppable. And I just think that they're going to roll over Chicago. And so I'm going to go Dolphins minus five against the Bears. If you're smart, you'll probably just pick against me. But hey, like I always say, I can win you money one way or the other, <laughs> whether it's because my picks are so great or so terrible. But you can count on me to win you money in some way. That is our lock of the week. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to rip through. Oh, no, wait. How do I always forget the same game parlay? What's going on with me? I apologize. I jumped the gun there. Same game parlay. BLG, you are atop the standings at four and four. I am three and five. RJ is two and six. I messed it up last week. Mm. I was the only one to get it wrong. I apologize. BLG, where are you going? Matthew Stafford interception, at least one. One plus. I mean, Stafford has eight interceptions in seven starts this year. Uh, he's thrown at least one interception in one, two, three, four, five out of the seven games. Only two games without one. Um, you know, Bucks defense has what it takes to force an interception against him. So uh, this is a this is a bad game. You know how how much how much how often has there been a game like there was in the playoffs last year between the Bucks and the Rams? Like, oh, that's a good game. Two of the top teams in the NFC that has also been replayed. Like the season after and it's devolved into just like no one wants to watch that game it's a bad <laughs> game um i'm gonna take it's gonna be an ugly game stafford's gonna throw a pick that is a fantastic bet by you matt count on matt stafford to throw interceptions he was tied for the league lead last year i'm gonna go rams under 21 and a half total points in part because i do think he's gonna throw some picks but look the rams offensive line is horribly banged up right now it's basically swiss cheese Matthew Stafford is under pressure constantly. We know the Bucs are going to be able to get pressure on him. 
that's going to lead to the offense stalling. It's going to lead to those interceptions. And other than Cooper Cup, this team doesn't have anything on offense. They just don't. Allen Robinson is cooked. And Cooper Cup is banged up. He got hurt last week because Sean McVay inexplicably left him in and was throwing him passes in a blowout, which was terrible. He should get dragged for that. So I'm going to take the Rams under 21 and a half total points. They just it's not their year this year. And then sometimes that happens. We talk a lot about um, we all use Brandon's vibes uh, methodology and we talk a lot That's about right. like, good vibes and bad vibes. Right. The Rams are vibeless. Like they don't even have bad vibes like the Bucks have bad vibes right now. The Rams are truly and completely vibeless. They are boring. They are like the St. Louis Rams were more interesting. All the Rams have going on is that they're in L.A. That's it. And like, and that's not even interesting. Like we get, you know, beat over the head with it. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's stupid. Um, I don't believe in this team whatsoever. I'm taking Stafford under 199 and a half yards passing. Um, I understand that he's gotten some garbage time, stuff like that. But I just don't like I don't buy into it. I don't know what this Cam Akers thing is is that's been happening here. I don't know why no national insider wants to dig into that story and, and report on it. It's just like, oh, he doesn't want to play for the team anymore. Fine. We didn't even, by the way, talk about Brandon Cooks. Like, talk about some like not great energy happening around him. Um, I just I'm so out on the Rams. I was never in, to be fair. Um, so this isn't like a hokey pokey in and out situation. I've just been out from the start. All right. So we don't like the Rams this week. That's not a shocking take. Now we can go to break. And then when we come back, I promise we will rip through the rest of the week nine games. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show, it is time to run through the games on the week nine schedule. We will preview everyone unless one of us gets zapped. In which case, we cannot share our thoughts for that matchup. We can give only a pick. Each one of us can zap somebody else. Also, our producer, Stephen Serta from Arrowhead Pride, can zap somebody and hop in as well. And let's get rolling, gentlemen. Not a great slate this week, but we'll run through it. Let's start Chargers-Falcons. Falcons getting three points. I know where RJ stands, BLG. Where do you come down? Yeah, I'll take the Falcons here as the home dogs. Uh, I think Cordell or Patterson has a chance to return, right? Um, so, um, you know... The Chargers have not been very inspiring uh, at all uh, with their quarterback dealing with a rib injury, which is apparently something we can just gloss over. And in <laughs> addition to that, uh, the offensive coordinator not really allowing him to do what he kind of does best, which is throw the ball down the field, but forcing him to kind of just be super conservative. So, yeah, um, not really buying the Chargers right now. Give me the points. Anything you want to add, RJ? Um. I'm coming around on the Falcons uniforms. It's taken me a couple of years, but like they're not the worst thing in the world. Like maybe I've just gotten used to it, but that's kind of it. I do like the chrome face mask. I think that's I've gotten really... used to it. Like I didn't I hated that at first, but like it's it's grown on me. I am also taking the Falcons in this game. I think that Atlanta, you know, they got their stuff together. You can't screw up and beat the Falcons. I'll say that. And the Chargers do have a propensity to screw up at times. This Justin Herbert injury, I think, is a big deal. He's They got to let him throw it. If he's going to be in there and he's well enough to be out there, then let him do what he does. Don't try to hide him. Okay? There's too many teams trying to hide their quarterback. He's the best thing you have if you're the Chargers. And now Keenan Allen re-aggravated his hamstring injury over the bye week. So who knows when he's going to be back? Like, let Justin Herbert do what he does. I don't think that they're going to do that. So I'm going to take the Falcons, and I will take the points, too. That's always a nice thing to have, especially when you think a team's going to win outright. Next up, Packers in Detroit to take on the Lions. The Lions are getting three and a half. Both of these teams stink, RJ. Uh, I do think it's interesting that all throughout the World Series, which I've mentioned many times, I have seen a promo for next week's Cowboys game at Lambeau Field. Um, <laughs> I, I just, um, it does speak to the power of America's team and how everybody universally acknowledges that that is their rightful nickname. Um, and I don't know what this Packers team is going to look like. They're losers of four straight. Am I right? They've lost to both New York teams, Washington and now Buffalo, obviously. Nothing they say 
gets better or, or makes things better, right? Like I, I don't I Brandon and I talked about this. Like if if anybody if the Packers had won on Sunday night last week, there would have been we would have heard Aaron Rodgers' quote a thousand times about how he was like, Oh man, this is really the best thing for us. But because they got destroyed, it's just like lost into the abyss forever. Um I want to take Detroit. I don't have enough faith in that. Like, if they were better, I would obviously I would believe in that. Like, the Packers are bad enough that I would take Detroit if they just weren't the worst version of themselves. And this is like, I'm so I, I hate this game. Like, I, I hate that everybody <laughs> still likes Dan Campbell. I mean, I'm sure he's a fine person, but like, I, I hate the Packers and what they have going on. I think the Packers win because they're less bad than the Lions. But I, and I'll take them to cover too. Shout out to good friend Shil Kapadia, who pointed out earlier this week, the Lions defense is on pace for a historically bad season. Um, so if you go by EPA per drive, the 2022 Lions are last out of 734 teams. They are 32nd in EPA per drive this season. And the difference between their spot at number 32 and the team ahead of them at 31 that's the same difference between 31 and 19. So they're oh. not, not only are they last, they are last by a very wide margin. That defense. But Dan is... Campbell said they're close, Brandon. Why right. would he I, say I, that if that weren't true? That defense is so bad. So I have to roll with the Packers here. I mean, I got to, I can't believe it. Justice Mosqueda on Wednesday sitting there telling me, oh, they're better than their record. No, they're not. No, they're not. Okay. If the Packers you're were playing he anybody said about else, the Lions, is that what you're yeah. saying? Oh, okay. Okay. Just making sure. I haven't listened yet. It's been busy week. Yeah. Uh, if if the Packers were playing anybody that had their stuff together this week, I would take them to lose. But they're playing the friggin' Lions, who are one and six, who are going to be one and seven, and we'll keep making excuses for Dan Campbell because he's cool at the podium. That's fine. But the Lions stink. The Packers are going to get a win, which is pathetic because they don't deserve a win. I think they're going to cover the spread as well. I will take the Packers. Next up, Dolphins in Chicago to take on the Bears. The Bears are getting four points, VLG. You know my thoughts. What are your thoughts? I don't best bet on Justin Fields. I just don't do it. There's no good reason to do it. I think the Dolphins, aren't the Dolphins undefeated this year when Tua has like started and finished the game, correct? I think so, right? Sure. Mm. That's what I said. Yeah, uh, I will take the Dolphins minus four. I've been listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh oh. Trash, trash Justin Fields for weeks. And it took the Bears a year and a half, a regime change, mm. new coaching staff, and it was still half a season for them to lean into his running ability. <laughs> they finally did it. He finally got another wide receiver, anybody who is absolutely competent to catch the football for him. And he's finally starting to look like he's developing into an NFL quarterback. That being said, I have no confidence they're going to win this game. But Justin <laughs> Fields is playing much better, and we should acknowledge that. That's all I have to say on the Bears. I he's think playing that's better, but no, better I, than what? Better than the well, crap I, he was putting out earlier? Okay, that's a low bar. I I think that. I think we get the pick. Worth... Did did Steven officially take? He, he, well, he, he has to say the pick. I he has to say I, the pick. Yeah, I, I picked the Dolphins to win okay. this game yeah. easily. Um, I think that the words Steven said are literally true. Um, that's I, the level of agreement I have with it. I, I'm interested, at least. Like, that's the, the level that the Bears have reached for me. Like, I'm interested to watch. Like, I, you know, I'd rather watch them than the Texans again or, you know, even the Packers right now. Even if it's bad. I'm just kind of interested to see it. Um but um, yeah, stats. You've said Tyreek Hill's unstoppable in, in your lock. Jalen Waddle also kind of disrespected. You know, not that you were disrespecting, but like super unstoppable. Justin Fields, just to like tie a bow on that, jumped over and avoided Micah Parsons, <laughs> who had recovered a fumble and therefore allowed him to stay alive in the play. The play that he ultimately ran back for a touchdown. Um, so, um, Micah has been like super in on Madden. I don't know if you guys have followed this. Like he's all, he's like streams now and stuff. Uh, Justin Fields is Madden awareness needed to go down after that game. I will take the dolphins as well. I talked about this game earlier. Let's see it. Justin Fields. Well, you know, yeah, everyone says, do it. Oh, You're, yeah, he's playing totally better. Let's see. That's all I'll say. I'll take the dolphins. I will give the points next up Colts at the Patriots. Patriots are giving five and a half points in this game, man. Remember when the Colts and the Patriots was the game everybody wanted to see? Now, I wish somebody would zap me. 
Who did it? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do it. I don't know. Did I guess Steven when you ask for it, it comes from I the just, gods. I just hit it. it oh, do you want to? Well, I think you can zap yourself if you want stats. Yeah, yeah sure. Ooh. All right, uh, zapping okay. myself. There you go. Okay. Well, what's your pick? Um, uh, Patriots. You can go first. Um, I do think that we should institute a rule that we can't have two zaps on the same game. We hadn't reached this point yet, but so I like, don't. Since I, stats, I don't agree. I think that's, I don't agree. Well, whatever. We don't. Um, but the Colts firing their offensive coordinator like dude when, like when are we like it's it's a similar thing to dan campbell like frank reich is just as smooth in the media it's just you know packaged differently he's not the like you know rough and tough like kneecap guy whatever man dude like what a loser organization like they are selling everybody just out i mean throwing everybody under the bus pathetic i haven't used that word when it comes to this franchise their football operations are absolutely pathetic i am so happy to have been completely proven right when it comes to the colts brandon i know that you uh jumped on the bandwagon after i started it up um and so yeah i i refuse i guess a point of principle to pick the colts losers ultimate forever losers give me the patriots although they stink too yeah patriots aren't actually good um but the colts are not great either and they just sold naheem hines so that's really gonna be a devastating loss for them um, imagine being zach moss like going from like this like awesome functional organization to this trash the patriots despite all their flaws misgivings if you will are 14th in dvoa the colts can you guess where they are anyone or rj stats can't talk so you have to guess rj where do you think um, the colts are in o- dvoa overall overall team? overall dvoa 29th 31st yeah so i'll go with the patriots <laughs> who's here. 32nd jacksonville houston oh wow the team they tied with i mean like that's so embarrassing like oh my gosh dude i'm just so out on this team like just losers we'll stay in the afc east the bills are facing the jets the jets are getting 11 points in this one blg is there any way i can convince you to take the jets in the points no i consider taking the bills here as my lock of the week um it's just a big spread so that's tough but like dude i've been saying it and I know the Jets have been able to overcome him at times, but Zach Wilson, man, that intercept, we all saw that interception last week. Everyone saw it, but like, that's who he is. That's not like just like a one-off play kind of like he's actually doing positive stuff too, but that just happened to be a bad play that got highlighted. Like, no, that is the problem with him. And it's just so uninspiring. And if like, I don't know, I, it wasn't going to happen because this isn't really how organizations work, but the Jets really should have made a move for like a quarterback at the deadline. Like, I don't know. Like, could you trade for or Matt Ryan? Joe Flacco. Like, or, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's really a great option either, but like, I would have liked to see them like, because I know Matt Ryan's cooked. I'm not like I believe in Matt Ryan, but I think he might give you more than Zach Wilson can at this. Would, like Zach Wilson. Would you, you nothing. like, would you want to see Jameis? Sure. Yeah, like, I mean, right. again, I don't really think that's, like, making them contenders, but I just want to see them with a quarterback who is not as bad as Zach Wilson, who is arguably, like, the worst quarterback in the league, or at least, you know, bottom three. Um, There will come a point where the Eagles lose, right? Like, in all likelihood, like, they're going to lose a game. And you know this, Brandon. Like, when that happens – But, like, just go with me. When that – if if that happens, um, Eagles fans will, like, freak out, right? It, it will be – it will act, it will they will act like they're not, like, 11-1 and or 12-1 and or whatever the case would be. It will be, like, the sky sure. is absolutely falling. Um, and that will be a massive overreaction. I, I think Jets fans, like, appropriately reacted, right? <laughs> like, even though, like, it was their first loss in a while last week, it was like, oh, my gosh, we're terrible. Yeah, uh, you kind of are because the quarterback limits you, and Brees Hall's gone now. So, like, you know, it's not the same sort of thing. Um, I, I would love to see this team with a functional quarterback, and um, I hope the Jets are forward-thinking enough to not stick with Zach Wilson next season. Um, I mean, I'd love to see Lamar Jackson there. Like that, that I, I keep playing. Like, where would I love to see Lamar play if it doesn't work out in Baltimore? Um, I'll take the Bills. I thought about the Bills as my lock last week. I didn't do it. Um, I obviously didn't do it this week. But the Bills are just a machine. Like the the mm-hmm. Bills stats you mentioned, the Skittles reference. Like, what is the bad Skittle you pull out of the bag with the Bills? There's not one. I mean, their running game is not great, but like you, they really have Naheem Hines now, though. Unstoppable. Yeah, well, you're nitpicking there, but uh, the thing with Zach Wilson. He's reckless with the football, right? Like there's a difference between a quarterback that could potentially allow turnovers to happen, right? Where you drop back in the pocket, let's say, and you don't have two hands on the ball, right? That potentially makes it easier for you to fumble the ball if things get muddy, if there's pressure. That's not Zach Wilson. He is creating the turnovers. He's creating the problem. That interception that he threw, I've never seen a quarterback 
try to throw the ball away and and keep it in the field of play like that. Like, dude, just throw it out of bounds. I've never seen that before. Then afterwards, he has his hands on his helmet like, oh, my God. Like, dude, you just threw the ball up for grabs on the field of play. What did he you stinks. think was going to happen? Did you think nobody was going to try and get it? Like, you're not a BYU anymore, dude. That's horrible. Just to that point, um, against the Jets, Matt Castle in the lost 2015 season for the Cowboys threw an interception that you're kind of like you're talking about on a play that he was called for intentional grounding on. That's one of those like <laughs> I've never I didn't think that was possible type of things. But that was against the Jets. You just you gotta you gotta move on if you're the Jets. You have to. Like there is not a single I can't even point to a single play where I'm like, damn, okay, like there's a glimmer of hope. Like I cannot think of one. Give me the bills by 11 by 20 by 30, whatever it is, they're going to win. Next up, Vikings at the Commanders. Commanders getting three. This is a handle your business game for the Vikings, RJ. I think they've already handled their business. Vikings. All right. I don't want to hear this nonsense, Uh, whatever (laughs) RJ wants to say. Uh, I still think there is certainly some resentment from Kirk Cousins towards the Commanders, even though it's been uh, a bit since they've split. I think uh, he really wants to win here. As I said on the NFC East mixtape this week, which you can listen to on all four NFC East SB Nation team sites, Bleeding Your Nation, Vlogging the Boys, Hogshaven, and Big Blue View. Uh, I said that the Commanders' last two wins here over the Packers and Colts, to me, say more about those teams than they do about the Commanders being back. Although I will acknowledge that Chase Young uh, returning soon, if not this week, is certainly a, a big deal for them. And in theory, has the ceiling of a TJ Watt kind of impact the way like, you know, like Watt can be a big difference maker for the Steelers and how they're so much better with him. I think the commanders have that ceiling. I'm not saying it's the, like a likely one-to-one, um, but that has that kind of potential. Uh, Taylor Heineke gives the commanders more of a chance than Carson Wentz does. And Terry McLaurin has really kind of come back to life with uh, Heineke in the lineup. So that's certainly something they have going for them. Ultimately, I do not think it will be enough for the commanders. I will take the Vikings to win and cover. And really quick, on Dan Snyder, uh, RJ, I think you would agree with me, but you can't talk right now. I know, Stats, you said this too on the Wednesday show, like whatever, the NFL is better off with Dan Snyder. I objectively without agree with that. Without Dan Snyder. Sorry, without Dan Snyder. Uh, I objectively agree with that. But as a non-objective person, as someone who roots for, <laughs> who covers the Eagles and has a rooting interest there, I want Dan Snyder around as long as I possibly can. I hate when people like who are motivated incentivized for Dan Snyder to remain like Eagles fans or Cowboys fans or ever like, yeah, good to see Dan Snyder go. No, bad, bad news, bad news to see Dan Snyder go, especially with the talk that Bezos might buy the commanders of like his unlimited money and has so much more money than any other, literally any other owner than Dan Snyder is a huge upgrade for the commanders. So I very much hope that he does not sell the team, but it looks like he will. And you're speaking purely from a football standpoint. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, you know, I earlier in the show, Brandon invented the criticism of the Eagles schedule that they haven't played anybody, even true. though no one has ever said that. <laughs> Look at the Vikings schedule. Who have the Vikings beaten? Their best win is Miami. Okay. But other than that, Cardinals. Without, without Tua. Without right. Bridgewater, too. Um, wasn't the, weren't they on Skylar Thompson at that point? So who have the Vikings beaten? If you want to question anybody. No, Bridgewater, I think, played for some of that game. Okay. Uh, Bears, Saints, Lions, Packers. It's not like they have steamrolled the best and brightest here. That said, I think the Vikings are going to win this game. Although I will say at least you can say this about Taylor Heineke. He's interesting. It's not going to be boring. He's going to do some crazy stuff. Now, it might blow up in Washington's face, but it's going to be interesting. I could picture this game. You know, being a one-score game late in the fourth quarter and one of these quarterbacks having to make a play. But I have faith in Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter. He did it a ton last year. He's done it this year at times, too. Give me the Vikings, and I will give the points. Two more early games. Panthers at Bengals. Bengals giving seven and a half points. RJ, I don't know what since he is at this point. Battle of the Cats. Um, I don't either. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers to cover. That was a weird game last mm. week. Um, it, it it breathed enough life in me to, to believe that they can cover games. And Cincinnati without Jamar Chase, um, shout out to Dave Damashek and his ever-popular Jenga theory. Uh, Jamar is clearly the, the non-quarterback Jenga piece of the Bengals. That offense doesn't move the same without him. Um, I think the Bengals win. I, I, I trust Joe Burrow to kind of get it done, uh, but I think the Panthers cover. I agree with RJ. Damn. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, seven and a half is a lot of points. Kind of a low-key, ugly uniform matchup, by the way. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Panthers to cover. I agree with you guys. I look more and more with Cincinnati. It looks like last year was a fluke. Even when Chase is there, like they don't look hmm. near as explosive as they were a year ago. So I'll take to the your, Panthers. To that point, stats like their like coming out party was the win against Miami on Thursday Night Football when when Tua was hurt and t- oh, the second time he was hurt, obviously. And like what like how how was that like an an authentic win you know there was all sorts of chaos in that game like i i just like what what game have they had that you have like there was the joe burrow like amazing first half against the falcons but like i just yeah like uh you know whatever you appeared i I believe in the chargers more than the Bengals. to put that in perspective that's i don't agree with that but um the loss of monday night football i don't know without got enough like heat, I don't know the Bengals got enough heat for that, dude. How has um, he never beaten the Browns? Like that—that that is a weird <laughs> yeah. thing. Like that, like that's a very weird thing. Like they were the quarterback was Baker Mayfield for a majority of that. You should not be getting blown out like that, like they did too. So yeah, that's tough. All you got to do after that loss is say, "Oh, that's not who we are," and then people are like, "Oh, okay." Apparently, yeah. we're not going to dog you. They're for it. they're throwing out there. They they buried the game film. They burned it in a trash bin. Great. Raiders at Jags. Jags getting one and a half points. I just want to know, BLG, can the Raiders score a point? I just, I don't know how you get shut out when you have Devontae Adams. And also, didn't they only have like one catch against New Orleans? What are we doing? Entering the fourth quarter, he had one touch. Okay. Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, I I just don't, I I don't know. I can't trust either of these teams right now because Trevor Lawrence clearly stinks. He stinks. This is bad, bad, terrible. Finally. Um, I don't know. I hate this. I hate this game. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't want to make a pick here because I don't feel inspired about either side. I'll side with Dougie P over Josh McDaniels right now, but I, I really don't like the Trevor Lawrence factor. So I'll take the point and a half. But I hate. I hate this pick. I would avoid picking this at all costs. So um, we rarely talk fantasy here, but like I'm somebody who's always looking like a week ahead, like trying to get a defense, you know, to stash this week that I'm going to you know, start next week, whatever. And last week I picked up the Raiders because like, oh, they've got the Jaguars next week, right? Like, you know, this this will be great. And I, this week I was like, no, nah, hell no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not like you would think that that would be a solid bet. I agree with stats. You are king of this mountain. Uh, why have we not been criticizing Trevor Lawrence? I do think that that was born out of an emotional place for you, and, and it has been justified with objective fact and evidence because you were in on that maybe a little bit before we had this much evidence. Uh, that being said, you guys know how sometimes like a team will acquire a star receiver or something, and they'll be like, man, how much help does, does like insert quarterback need? How much help are we like going to like give the Jets? Like now they're trading for Calvin Ridley and people are like, watch out, next year's Jaguars. No, nah, I'm so sick of <laughs> next year's Jaguars. Next year's Jaguars have been last year's and the year before that and the year before. I'm with Brandon. I wouldn't touch this game whatsoever. I have no idea. Like Tyreek Hill has revolutionized the Dolphins offense. AJ Brown has revolutionized the Eagles offense. Even Juju Smith-Schuster and Marcus Valdez-Scantling have like somewhat improved the Chiefs offense or helped mitigate the loss of Tyreek Hill. How have the Raiders gotten worse? with Devontae Adams. It's amazing because I think we all would have said of all those receivers, he's the best one. I do Mm -hmm. not believe in them. I will take them only because they're playing the Jaguars. And the thing I don't understand is when McDaniels is with the Patriots and Brady, he's so imaginative. He's so creative. Look at his offense. It's so good. When Josh McDaniels is out on his own, his offenses are broken. Like to not even be able to get Adams a touch or more than one touch, like that is so weird for somebody that is supposedly supposed to be one of the bright offensive young minds in the sport. I agree. I don't like anything about this game. Vegas is at home. I guess I'll give them the edge. I'll take them to win, but I, I hate think it's this in Jacksonville. Stats. Oh, it is. I apologize. That's my bad. Uh, I'll still take Vegas. I just <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. He's not good. And the sooner I, we I want, admit that. I want to say one thing. I don't think that like, you did it, but I don't think that has caught on as much as I thought it was going to. Like, I don't think enough people call them like Vegas. Yeah, like when they moved, I was like, oh, that's like all anybody's so, going to refer to them as. No, weird thing. When they first moved, I was at NBC and we got like told by the league, do not call them Vegas. Don't call them Vegas. Call them Las Vegas. So I think it was like an edict that the league sent out to people. They, for whatever reason, they always wanted their loss in there. So it's sort of caught on now. I think that's why. Interesting. Well, we don't call the Rams like Angeles or the Chargers for that matter. So, well, it's not quite the same. All right, let's move on to the late games. Only two late games this week because the oh. league wanted to really set the stage for a huge game, which we'll get to in a minute. But first, Seahawks at Cardinals. Cardinals giving two points. 
They got after Geno Smith a little bit in their first game. What are we thinking, BLG? I think the Cardinals are a different team with DeAndre Hopkins in a in a big way. Um, I like the Seahawks. I have said that I think they are kind of a sleeping giant, if you will. I think Geno has been playing well enough to this point. I know people are expecting him to fall off, but it's kind of been you know, big enough of a sample size here where you can't just totally dismiss that. Uh, and I know I like Kenneth Walker a lot, but I just think Arizona can be a tough place to play. Um, although maybe not so much for the Seahawks. Uh, it's kind of weird. I feel like uh, the Seahawks have struggled sometimes at home against the Cardinals and vice versa. Um, so maybe I just talked myself out of it. Actually, give me the Seahawks. Why not? I've, I've been riding with them a lot. I'm going to say they. I'll take them plus two. I believe in the Cardinals more again now than I did with uh, DeAndre Hopkins back. But I think this is kind of a coin flip game. And I think the Seahawks have a chance. So why not? So I asked you about this on Slack and neither of you answered. So kind of hurt feelings. Um, but I think on paper, we all think that Kyler is the best quarterback in this division, right? Like on paper, right? Like he's not playing that way right now. Um, and on paper, we think that this team is the worst team in the division. When was the last time the best quarterback in the division was on the worst team? I was, I was like actually trying to answer that question. Like, can you like, what is the example? That you can think of where a team who clearly had on paper the best quarterback was so clearly the worst. It's very Watson, difficult probably. to achieve. Well, who did you say? Deshaun Watson. Yep. That right, like Deshaun's Texans, right? Like that's just an amazing accomplishment, like of ineptitude, uh, when you really think about it. Um, I, I guess I believe in them more with DeAndre Hopkins. I actually think that the hard knocks on the Cardinals starts either this week or next week. Um, so we're about to get like this heavy onslaught of Cardinals coverage. Um, Who cares? I, Who wants to watch? I will. That? I want to say one thing. <laughs> I'm, we we have beat the Call of Duty jokes to death. I don't need the Call of Duty stuff anymore. It's enough. Like it, it it's no longer funny. We've ruined it. All right, we've done it too much. Okay, now Patrick, Patrick Peterson. Peterson's yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like it's enough. All right, he likes Call of Duty. I'm not excusing it by any means, but let's get more creative with our our you know discussion about it. I'm just like I'm sick of the like. Well, it's double points weekend, so you know Kyler's not going to be playing. Like, come on, enough with the low hanging fruit. Um, I I know you love Bill Simmons, uh, BLG, but man, the Seahawks are like the total no. Ewing theory team, like without Russ. Like, and uh, it doesn't totally work because Russ kind of sucks now. But like, I've never seen a team be more freed. Like, you know, with one person's departure, especially a quarterback, like they are so free about vibes. I, I will take the Seahawks. You can say this about the Seahawks. Everybody's pulling in the same direction, right? Pete Carroll's got the mojo working. It's very much his kind of team with a lot of young players that nobody really knows yet. They haven't heard all the old Pete Carroll stories that he's going to recycle. So everything is great in Seattle. They're all feeling good. In Arizona, I feel like Kingsbury and Kyler are more pulling in opposite directions really mm -hmm. like the vibe between them i feel like cliff is trying to justify to kyler how hard it is to call plays it's just it's not good right now in arizona seattle's got everything working i don't care that it's in arizona the cardinals defense stinks and in the past i have said that the the defense is not the problem but the defense is starting to be the problem in arizona i will take Pete carroll's seahawks as much as it pains me to do that because i would love for the cardinals to get a win that would be great for my niners and i'll be rooting for it but seattle's gonna win stats i have a question um like like obviously the answer is very but like how annoying is it for you like because it kind of felt like the niners were like done with the seahawks it's like a thorn in their side for a while like right and like, like they were supposed to be like gone for a little bit like it was going to take a little while like you could kind of shift your focus to the rams but now it's like they're back like that has to be incredibly annoying it it is incredibly annoying but the fact that the niners beat them earlier this year makes me feel a little better but i'm not gonna lie like i'm nervous about that game <laughs> up in seattle late in the season for the niners the it's gonna it's going to be a huge game. I have seen good, really good Super Bowl 49ers teams go into Seattle and get their doors blown in. You can't so, call yeah, them I'm Super Bowl if they it. lost the Super Bowl. You can't call them that. Yes, you can. No. It's a Super Bowl team. You absolutely mm -hmm. can. BLG. Who, who do you believe in more right now, stats? Kyle Shanahan or Pete Carroll? Oh, Pete Carroll. You, it, wow. you can't. I mean, how can I? What's we, my argument? Like, what is my argument against in that in that debate? Like, what am I going to point to? Pete Carroll friggin' wins, man. And Kyle Shanahan, unless he's playing the Rams, doesn't. I think Kyle Shanahan has, like, the right amount of arrogance to him to, that, like, mm. gets people to believe in him. No, like, I mean that seriously. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you go too arrogant, then you're just, like, a jerk. But, like, he's got the right amount of, like, condescension to where people are like, well, he knows what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that goes, like, both ways. You can be too, like, nice 
to like there's a point of niceness people are like oh like i'm willing to trust this but then there's like like passivity um so like kyle's right on that line Look, he can beat the Rams. He can't beat anybody else consistently. Until he does, like, you got to hold it against him. So, but anyway, Seattle's going to win this game. Let's move on now. One more late game. Rams at Bucks. This is supposed to be the big rematch. Yeah, you know. And then it turns out both teams are under 500. The Buccaneers are giving three points. BLG? Rams are bad, man. They're they're really bad. They're high-level analysis. But again, like, by any kind of advanced <laughs> metric, they're just, they're down. And Stafford's going to turn the ball over. Um, I think Tom Brady will not as much. Uh, and I'll take the Bucks. Uh, I don't want to watch this game. This game stinks. Um, and I don't even think like, it. okay, it was the mighty rematch. Uh, that wasn't a great game. Like, you mean the game that Rams almost blew to the Bucks? Like, <laughs> that's that wasn't a great game. That was a, an impressively bad collapse that didn't finish. Um, I'll take the Bucks, but man, like, it, like seriously like this is a rare we i don't know that this has ever happened since we've all worked together where none of us have had a game to cover on the weekend the eagles obviously played on thursday night niners and cowboys both on by so i know we're all like heck yeah let's enjoy the like right. nfl slate like this <laughs> no. sucks like what I'm a terrible for things to do on sunday yeah yeah like, yeah we got sucks. a bad week definitely uh look i'm gonna take the bucks in this game the rams this is the end of the Rams season this is the nail in the rams coffin and it's amazing that it's going to be driven in by a team that's three and five and i don't know what tom brady did to sell his soul but even in like the worst season that tom brady has had in 20 years there's still a game out of first place they're three and five there's still a game out of first like we can't be done with tom brady you talk about oh i thought i was done with the seahawks we started to think like, hey, maybe this is it for Tom Brady. Nope, he still may be able to pull this thing out because of a crap division. They're going to get the win in this one. So they'll be four and five after this week. I will take the Bucks and I will give the points. Do you think if Tom Brady was on the Commanders, just for example, like in this situation where there's like clearly three teams ahead of them that are all likely to make the playoffs, do you think he would finish out the season? Like if he, it was yeah. so clear that he couldn't like even make the postseason. injury. Like, yeah, and we would have like a mysterious sort of thing. I also think, like, I mentioned it, like, why has nobody done anything on this K Makers thing? Like, why is it just like universally accepted that, like, oh man, like, remember the like initial thing was like, he, oh, he's never playing a game for them ever again. Yeah. Like, it's never, like, he's completely done with them. And now it's like, he's back. What happened? Like, what, like, why, why do, why, why is this like Sean McVay does like regular podcasts in the offseason, but we can't get anybody to like talk <laughs> about? Yeah. Well, like, what happened can- is, the trade deadline passed. And so acres knows he can't go anywhere now. And so it's like, you either play or you don't play at all. You play for the Rams or you don't play but, at all. But what was, what was the, like the issue? Like he, he was satisfied with playing time. Like, right. I know, don't know. Like, and there, it's there, not- there's some weird energy around him. And we didn't talk about Brandon cooks and I don't want to like, you know, talk about this forever, but like dude signed an extension, like knowingly, willingly, consciously, seemingly in the off season with the Texans. And I was like, I can't believe you couldn't trade my $18 million guaranteed salary next year. Like what a bunch of jerks. Like, and, and, and like we only know the superficial level here. Like it's possible. There's a lot more under the surface. This is the Texans after all, but like, what's going on here? Like, and like how, like now teams are just like totally fine. Like, Oh, you don't want to play for us because you hate us. Like what's going on? Like this is, this is, these are some weird stories. I don't know. I know that Florio reported the Rams were begging teams to take Cam Akers before the trade deadline, and why? nobody wanted him. <laughs> why? Like, why? Why are they begging them, like teams, to take a very qual? They wanted to trade for Christian McCaffrey. They have a very good running back on their roster. Why are they begging teams to take him away? I don't think Cam Akers is a very good running back. But anyway, uh, last game to get to. It's a Sunday night game, and this is the last game. We'll take sort of a deep dive on Texans at the Chiefs. Chiefs favored by twelve. Titans. I don't know who's going to play quarterback. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Titans. I know it doesn't matter because the Chiefs are going to win, RJ. Um, I can't believe that the line is 12. I will say that. Like, the Titans are kind of disrespected. Um, I know that their offense mm-hmm. isn't, like, amazing. I know they just beat up on the Texans um, of all teams last week. But still, like, 12 points um, when they've won five games in a row. Like, you talk about things that won't go away. Like the t- And, like, granted, they're in the AFC South. But, like, the Titans just won't go away. Um, that being said, I'll take the Chiefs and take them to cover. They're just amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, the Chiefs rank seventh, and I would take the Chiefs to cover and win, obviously. This just in. Kansas City, really freaking good. 
The Titans may be more interesting with Malik Willis, the quarterback, but whatever. Unless Derrick Henry runs for 200 yards, they have no shot. I don't think Derrick Henry is going to run for 200 yards. Give me the Chiefs, and I will give the points. All right, Monday Night Football, we do one sentence on this game. The Ravens are in New Orleans. Take on the Saints. Saints are getting two and a half points. BLG, one sentence. This was my lock of the week. Ravens, two and a half. The RJ. Baltimore Ravens beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl in this building and will also beat the Saints in it on Monday night. Not really sure why you felt that was relevant, but okay. <laughs> I will take the Ravens and give the points. I hate the Saints. That's going to do it for this edition of the SB Nation NFL show. Please rate, review, and follow us. If you owe, if you take the time to leave a review, I promise you we will take the time to read it. RJ, BLG, enjoy the football weekend as best you can. Always Astros nice in six. Me, no. Rude. Have a good weekend, everybody. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.